Welcome to another edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Bubba, we are excited on this edition to visit with, I mean, this man can really walk through almost all the history of the Rick and Bubba show. Rick, he's been very successful in Major League Baseball. He's been Roll Age Reliever of the Year. He's been an All-Star. He's played on several teams and has, Rick, just done real good. Todd Jones. <laughs> hey, Todd. Hey, guys. How, how yeah, are you? Yeah, Todd. Hey, yeah. Hey, Todd. Thanks Welcome for, to the podcast. Thanks for having me on this. This is this is kind of cool because you're right. I mean, we've <laughs> we've had a chance to uh, to spend a lot of time together closely intently and then from afar and back and forth and and it's just it's just great to be with you guys uh during this time so thanks for having me well there's, there's a ton of history with todd jones the major league baseball player and rick and bubba i mean we we've got all kinds of stories that yes. we can cover on this edition and we can talk about other topics too in the sports world and, and and just in the world in general but i'm trying to remember when we do these podcasts with someone as much history as you 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 pitched at jacksonville state university yes and you came from Georgia. Yes. Correct? Yes. And so you, why and that's where we first met Todd, and we remember Todd, but I, over the years I've got the hint from Todd he don't remember us. Right. You don't remember us when you <laughs> pitched at Jacksonville State. Uh, I don't remember you guys as a tandem, like yeah. on the show. Like, yeah, because we weren't doing the show. Yeah, we I wasn't a tandem. Yeah, yeah, I we, wasn't part of the show. No, we were just good and then hanging out, coming to see Jack State play baseball. Well, yes, because now the football team uh, would would pull up on the top of the yes. of the hill where the old baseball field is, which is now the current softball field right. at Jack State, and uh, and it was and, up on a hill. And buddy. they would and they would tailgate, and we never got to interact with them. And then when and then would we wouldn't come watch the football players, you know, we never got to interact with them. So I'm, we this is Todd's way of saying he still doesn't remember. No, you, I mean you might but, know that Coach Burgess, who was the football coach, had some sons. Oh yeah, <laughs> but, yes. but you didn't. You didn't know. Us. I mean, really. I mean, no, I no, no, I do remember meeting Bubba at the at at the radio station in Jacksonville. Once upon a time, were you doing that? Is that AM eight ten? Was that AM eight ten? Or the college station? Or the college? Was it in ninety one something? Uh, it, you know, we were there helping with ball games at some form or fashion, and I, that's where I met you. But it was it was in passing, right. pretty that, much. That's when you were still. Having I mean, a, you were you were a big deal. You know, I was not a big deal. I was about to say that's when you were having some control problems. I mean, that's the understatement of the entire Podcast. college experience. Yeah, yeah. You you had a hard. You t- put you, one on the backstop. Yeah, you could, I, I saw yeah. somebody at the World Series try that move the other night. Yes, <laughs> yes at a bad time. It's a humbling. It's a humbling thing. You had a lot of power, but not a lot of control. I did. Yes. And and so that Jack State was trying to dial that in. So how how did Major League Baseball find you? Because the fact you could throw so hard that that gets you a shot with them. That they always think, oh, we can work that out. As long as you got the velocity, we can handle the rest. When I when I was a freshman and sophomore in college, I had the opportunity to go play summer baseball, and it. And, and it was a league similar to the Cape Cod League, but it was not. The Cape Cod League is the most prestigious summer ball league in the country. The premier pitchers go there. The premier hitters go there. And if they can do well off of each other, they have a potential to to you know play pro ball and have a chance to to keep going. I was in a I was in a I was in a lesser league run by a guy named Walter Youse, who was a scout for the Milwaukee Brewers. And uh, he was an East Coast. Um, now, now that scout. name is pretty familiar. Did he have relatives named Robin? No, 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 no. That's Yount. It's very close, though. To <laughs> yes. me. It's, it's very close. To In me. our world, yeah. it's the same name. Yeah. This this guy was was a was a regional cross checker scout for the East 
east coast of the United States. So he put together this college team. Uh, we had eleven. We had eleven guys off of one summer ball team get drafted. Wow! Uh, I incidentally played with played with Denny Nagel, who was a who won twenty games with the Yankees and and won a pitch with the Braves and won a World Series and um, and then there were several other guys from NC State and Clemson and Minnesota, Maryland and here I was from Jacksonville State, and um, Coach Abbott got me got me that offer and uh and I and I really did well and brought back some momentum to Jacksonville State because I was I was I was able to pitch throw strikes and everything and did really well my sophomore year at Jacksonville State well not really what relatively to my junior year and then and then my junior year at Jacksonville State to be honest I, I just I didn't know how to handle any of the pressures that I put on myself um you know the the Pressures that I that I felt when these pro scouts would would come right. to 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 the campus, and because you know, before you didn't think there was any hope of that. Now it's real. You right. Know, you know. Well, you know. You could potentially play now. Yes. Now the scouts are coming. You said that pressure was a little. And more it's getting than, that time where yeah. they're going to make their decision on it. True. And that, and that true. pressure made it, it was difficult for you. And it and it was something because I got drafted out of high school. So like, you know, having having a chance to play pro ball was kind of always in the forefront, but then when you have to go out and perform yeah. and have a club say, okay, we're interested in you, now show me what you can do, and I just I didn't know how to handle it. Who, right. who I, drafted you out of high school? The Mets, the New York Mets did. So I, why did you not go then? What 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 did that look like? Do you want to know the, yeah. like the truth? Well, that's, that's, that's why we that's do, why we do University the University of the Podcast. Yeah. This so, is a behind-the-scenes conversation <laughs> where we unpack things maybe you never heard on the show. So in, in high school, I got drafted in the 42nd round. That was when there were unlimited numbers of rounds that you could be drafted in, and I was a uh, – I was a high school kid out of Marietta, Georgia, and the New York Mets took a chance on me, and they were going to follow me during the summer. And then, um, right before school, they would they would make their offer, and and you'd either go or not. But you know what? The scout in that area got got very sick, and the Mets never made an offer. Okay. So I went to Jacksonville State. I got you. And uh, so I had a little momentum. You know, I had a little momentum coming out of high school into college. And uh, but I tell you what, it it, it was uh, it it was a difficult time for me, and uh, and now looking back is, you know, you I just didn't I just didn't know how to handle it. I didn't have people around me that could that could buffer me from what I should be buffered from, and then help me process and deal with with the things that I had to deal with. So how did you end up getting into the league? Getting drafted? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I threw I threw very hard, and yeah. and uh, you know, baseball is unlike football, mm. where if you run a four two, you're a first round draft pick. Right. Uh, there, <laughs> there's hard and fast rule. There's hard and fast things that in the NFL, if you, if you can do this and you can do this and all the max press and how far can you jump and things like that, those translate, you know, more concretely than baseball. Baseball is kind of the 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 beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So there were some teams that absolutely hated me because there was no way I was ever going to learn how to throw strikes. My mechanics were too complex. I had too many moving parts. And then there were some that say, we can clean that up and we can fix it. And, and uh, you know, you just dance with the ones that, that brung you. And, and the Astros at the time, uh, you know, liked what they saw and, and they took a chance. And I was the 27th player taken in the country. 
out right. of out of Jacksonville State, and um, you know that that was um, Frank Thomas was in that draft, mm-hmm. and uh, several other guys that that played. But but uh, so how much money to throw at you first time? Okay, so and 19, there it is. Nineteen eighty nine. Well, it's public. Yeah, it is. Nineteen eighty nine was the first year. Now check this out. Nineteen eighty nine in the draft was the first year that everybody in the first round got a hundred thousand dollars at least, and so that was twenty six. Players, because there was only twenty six teams in the in. Now he said a hundred thousand in baseball at that time. So I was the twenty seventh person taken, and I got I signed for seventy five thousand dollars. Wow, which was which was great for me. I mean, I was that's a job. I was that's ri- a good job. I mean, job. I was yeah. I'm rich, y'all. I mean, I got <laughs> I got married. Me and Michelle, um, my wife of thirty one years. Uh, you know, I I thought I was like, man, I you know, I got. I can buy a Jeep. I, mean, I can pay for. I'm I, can, I can pay for a two bedroom apartment. We can rent a rent a two bedroom. I'm gonna play baseball. I'm gonna play baseball. It's gonna be easy, and and it was not. So there's a lot to learn with that. That too. that minor league world. How long were you there? I was there for four and a half years. That's a tough life, isn't it? and it's and it's geared to be tough. I think. Yeah. I think it's geared to. I mean, now that I'm older and I've coached and I've and I've seen the other side of the ball. You know the un like the uncomfortable truth is that there's only three or four or five prospects on a on a team, and the other guys are just you know helping them field the team so they can play, and they can develop, and they can they can they can make a run at it and have a shot, and uh, fortunately you know they they considered me one of those guys, so um, you know the things are kind of designed for you to succeed and you to move up and you to keep going. And, um, you know, that that's kind of how that how that world works. But I mean, you know, the first year I was making seven hundred and fifty dollars a month and uh, I was I was not I was not married at the time. I got drafted in June, signed in July and got married in December. So my very first year in, in professional baseball was Auburn, New York, um, in the New York Pin League. And I had four roommates and uh, one of the guy one of the guys bought a bought a car for two hundred dollars, <laughs> and and we would ride it to the park each day, mm-hmm. and and at the end of the year we uh, like the whole team uh, we had a big party, and we beat it to death with a with bats and drove it off a cliff. How about that? That and, sounds uh, like fun. That sounds yeah. like a blast. Yeah, that was the end. Now, what of, was the name that, of that team? That was that was the Auburn Astros. The Auburn Astros. Yes, and uh, that is was that rookie ball. What level it, is it? It was called. It was. It was called short season A ball because what? Because it's designed for for the kids that come out of the draft, have a place to play, and they start their games June first. So I show up July first in a suit to Auburn, New York, because I didn't know nothing. Right. You know, went to Hibbets, bought bought a wood bat. Um, you know, <laughs> and I and I and I show up in a suit. <laughs> In a in a clubhouse that you know didn't have air conditioning, and it was, I mean, was it a fence or a clubhouse? It, it yeah, it was underneath the uh, underneath the stands, and and uh, you know one shower for everybody, oh one shower God. head for everybody, and and mm. one look one big tub of peanut butter, and one big tub of jelly, but all the fruit you could eat. <laughs> so um, and I, I was making seven fifty a month, but it's it. It's kind of designed that way. It, 
it's designed that you know you play every day and it's hard and 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 the club does absolutely nothing. They don't help you find a place to live. Oh, really? They don't help you with uh, you know with with any kind of uh, you know where do you buy a two hundred dollar car in all of mm-hmm. New York? Nobody knows that. But um, you know you're just kind of thrown out there and you just kind of have to sink or swim. And that and that kind of teaches you reprograms you that if you come from a big school with a lot of budget. Like like a kid from USC, right? And then he's he's in Auburn, New York, and there's no flights because right. he fly he flew in the Pac-12, right? But um, or you come from Jacksonville State, it, it's you know I was moving up, he was moving down, <laughs> and 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 it all kind of brings us it all to everybody one up. place. Yeah. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk more with Todd Jones uh, about how he ended up in the big leagues and how he ended up uh, interacting with us when Rick and Bubba University. The podcast continues. All right, so let's talk about the time you were about to celebrate. Independence, uh, the, the values that made America great. Now more than ever, it's important to support companies like Patriot Mobile. Now, they not only share you know, the beliefs of, of most everyone who follows this show, definitely uh, some of the convictions we have here as a show, but they stand behind them with action. Now, Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier and donates a portion of every dollar to organizations that fight for causes that you and I uh, as uh, you know, people with a biblical worldview, what we care about. Right now, they have two great offers to choose from. Either get 50% off your first two months or $100 off any phone. Both come with free Premier activation, and all you have to do is just go to patriotmobile.com slash rickbubba. That's patriotmobile.com slash rickbubba for all the details. Uh, Patriot Mobile has the broadest nationwide coverage and uses the same towers as the major providers, so you get great service, but you're doing it for less money. Switching is easy. We just told you how to do it. Go to patriotmobile.com slash rickbubba, or you can call their top-rated U.S.-based team, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders, you're going to save even more. Uh, So we need to stick together, and let's support companies that speak the truth, and you don't have to feel like you're supporting some company that represents things you don't believe in. Go to patriotmobile.com slash rickbubba. That's patriotmobile.com slash rickbubba. So we're visiting with Todd Jones on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. You're in Auburn, New York. You've just come into the uh, uh, to ma- the minor league system. Yes. So you're living the dream. You were dream. drafted yeah. to be a major league baseball pitcher, which so many of us had dreams of as little kids. Yes. Right. I, I, was, I was the first-round pick, right? Mm-hmm. And I – and I show up in Auburn, New York, and one of my teammates uh, pretended that that he had a that he had that he couldn't hear. That was and, so and good. There, there were so many things that that you know. You got hazed I, a little bit, didn't you? I was like this big, you know, puppy, like <laughs> Labrador puppy, walking into like a living room full of, uh, you know. Older, more experienced dogs, and say, "Hey, nothing. let's let's see what this guy's all with about. Let's mess with this kid." Oh, they they just it was, but it was all in fun, and it's all there's all lessons that that we all learn from doing stuff like that. But it was not fun going through. Todd, let me ask you about baseball. You know, I used to throw the pill around a little bit on the same field you did. By yes, the way. you did, and probably better so, than I did. No, no, I didn't walk as many, but uh, I lost a few balls there at the launching pad. <laughs> so, what did they do? To, to help you get control, what changes did they make? Well, Let, I think let's the, talk specifics of your pitching. Well, I think the Astros, uh, like the first three years that I was in the organization in the minor leagues, I was a starter because um, I, I had the ability to throw four pitches 
Um, and but I but I but I was still continuing to run into what is called pitch pitch count issues, which means you're only allow, allowed in the minor leagues. You're only allowed a hundred pitches. And so you you wasn't you wasn't putting them where you wanted them and, and getting the good out of them. I wasn't efficient, wasting a lot of pitches. I wasn't efficient yeah. enough to get deep into a game to help me you know continue to be a starter. So so the so the Astros kind of realized. I mean he's got the He's got the best stuff of all the starters in this in this list in the minor leagues. Let's try him as a reliever, and uh, that was a year and a half. And then, and in a year and a half, I was in the big leagues because it was it was like that that much of a switch. That was the turn, yeah. That that I didn't have to pace myself. I didn't have to try to get the same guy out three different ways. Yeah. Um, fastball, curveball, changeup. You know, I could go bam, 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 and see what happens. And you know, being a reliever, by the time that the other team you know, realizes that you don't have anything that night, the game's over. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. because they because they just missed three of them. Right. And I'm and I'm showering, you know, because right. the game's over. So um, you know, that was a that was a great thing. And then actually the pitching coach for the Astros now is a guy named Brent Strom. And he was in the minor leagues when I was there and he helped change my mechanics. So I was able to repeat my mechanics as a quarterback or as a as a tennis player, you have to well, I mean, you have, did, to have did the you same mechanic. Did you just point mechanic. at me as a quarterback? Or well, you just mean football, football tennis? Yeah, football, okay. tennis. Okay, because yeah. yeah, right, I've never and, been called a quarterback but, ever. But you have to you have to have the same kind of throwing mechanics. You have to have the same kind of hitting mechanics to be able to control the ball. Right. So and so so in college, I had too many moving parts and all this stuff, and not enough time to change it. But with the Astros, I could sit on a backfield for for a month, and I could you know just just specifically work on little things, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what ultimately changed. And then having a chance to go to winter ball and spend four months in Venezuela and go through a military coup and, uh, <laughs> you know, have your have your wife be in a hotel that's that's now locked down because of of a of a national curfew. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, those those things, you know, they te- grow you up. They teach me how to compete and, yeah. and you know, how to uh, how to how to. You know, get a hitter before he he gets me. Yeah, because you pitched around a, a military coup, so pitching around a batter is really no big deal. And Todd, it, it looked and like the police officers on the field had had German shepherds and and guns and machine guns. That has that, to feel good. So was so if somebody would jump on the field, you could take care of them. Try to throw with those distractions. Yeah. So Todd, it, it looks like, and you mentioned it earlier, you greatly just simplified your movement. You just took a, you took a small step and slung it. They wasn't all the, you know. It's Moving kind your of the foot difference. around on the rubber and twisting your hips, and I mean, it just looked like you just you really simplified your motion. I did. I just I just picked up my front foot and and you know stride downhill. Well, because my body was kind of built that that my arm was very quick, and I was able to I was able to kind of catch up. So I had to kind of keep my bottom half sped up to keep up with my arm because for years they would try to slow down my bottom half. To give me balance and help me get on top to throw, but then, then the Astros like scratch that, and and let's speed up the bottom and make so it can keep up with your arm. And then one thing the Astros really did that was kind of cool, mentally, was there was finally for the first time in my career as a reliever they go I don't care how many people you walk, mm. because the bottom line is is you get into trouble when you give up walks and hits. Mm-hmm. You don't get hit a whole lot, so if you walk people, I don't care. As long right. as you get them out, as, as, long, them out. as long as you get them out. So you you move and being a little wild actually helps you because hitters 
don't really know what's coming. They don't I mean, re- if you, yeah, if you throw 94 and you put it on the corner all the time, they can catch up to that. But if you're if they got to look out for their health and welfare, they're not as apt to. That's right. You know, they're not able to focus on one side of the plate because I'm not able to focus on one side of the plate. <laughs> yeah. And that was, you know, that was kind of the reality. Even when I got to the big leagues, you, I, was, yeah. I was still trying to harness it. And then as my as my stuff went away, my command really picked up and I was able to maintain it. it, it let me ask one more technical question while we're at it, and we'll move to some of the other career spots. When you When you throw, your arm has to be loose. Right. Correct. Yes. I mean, the the biggest problem when you're a kid, I think, is trying to muscle the ball, or you know, you you look like your arm was a piece of rope and you were whipping it. Yes, um, that's that's kind of where now that I've now that I do now that I'm coaching, you know, the like the kids nowadays, all they care about is how hard am I throwing, um, and and when when people get into trouble is when they try to do what you're talking about, which is create velocity which is you you know you're grunting and you're and you're stretching and you're throwing you're trying to throw as hard as you can and really what you need to learn how to do is learn how to pitch at about 90 percent effort and then so you can command stuff and then so you can change speeds two ways you can go up by you know picking up a couple more miles an hour when you really need to reach back or you can you can go you can slow down with breaking balls and change-ups and that's that's kind of learning how to pitch and that was I was still a couple years away from learning how to pitch, but I, but I was able to do that in the big leagues. So tell me, because this is what I'm thinking about, like Bubba talked about, you're a little boy, we all see these professional athletes play, and you start thinking, what would it be like, And we'll, since we're talking about baseball, I'm going to be in the locker room, and I'm going to look over there, and there's going to be a Houston Astros jersey, not, not Auburn Astros, not – not whatever, fill in the blank, all the different places you played. Tell us about that day, the first day you're in the lineup and you walk in and there's your jersey hanging up and you're like, I'm about to play Major League Baseball. I mean, it's it's incredible. Um, you know, because you, cause you think about it your whole life. And then what I was kind of hoping that there would be was there would be some, like, ceremony where the right. – where, where the, <laughs> Where the equipment guy would like bring my jersey and present it to me like right, yeah. like Lion King. Yeah, yeah. right. You, you'd make, you'd because <laughs> you know, I, hey, I'm you know I'm here. I'm about to, and it was just another day for them. Right. But but it's a it's a very special thing, and it's very it, like it's very surreal. Like I can remember um, Jeff Jeff Bagwell was playing first base for the Astros. Uh, not the night that I made a major league debut, but like one week into the mm-hmm. end of the season that I was with him, and I was fielding a fielding a ground ball during a game and I was and I was flipping it to 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 Jeff to stand to to get the guy out of first base and and I heard the second baseman say you know throw it to Bagwell baggy 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 oh my gosh and uh and I was thinking wow that that's really cool I got to I got to throw it to Bagwell, Bagwell, Bagwell instead of Joe Blow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, throw it to Bagwell, uh-huh. and, who what is a, ultimately a Hall of Famer and a, and a so that's one of those moments you that really was surreal. You're like, I can't believe what the second baseman's telling me. Right. Yeah, that and and the first time I faced Barry Bonds. Hello. Was like, I'll never forget this. Was like, you know, here's a kid, you know, broken home, C student, Jacksonville State, nothing, and and Barry Bonds has to give me his undivided attention for 30 seconds. Because, I mean, he, you know, he has to know what I can do. He has to know my strengths. He has to know my weaknesses. So he, like, studied me. And I can remember the first time I ever faced him. I'm like, he is, 
he's given me his undivided attention. Because when I was like 10 years old, I would go to the Braves game and I would pretend to throw my hat into the bullpen. And I would ask the guys if they'd, if they'd throw me my hat. So uh, we were in, in New York, or I was at the Braves game listening, uh, and the Mets were playing. And I threw it into their, in, into their bullpen, and, and Roger McDowell, I mean, threw me my hat. And I'm thinking, Roger McDowell just looked at me. Mm. And it was, it, you know, so little so stupid, now, little know, stupid get, stuff come through no, when, yeah. when you get a chance to, you know, you think about how it's going to be, and then it, then it ends up you get a chance to do it. And it's, and it's super awesome. We'll come back as we continue to walk through the career, and we're moving into Todd Jones meets Rick and Bubba. When Rick and Bubba University, the podcast continues. All right, so let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, I, I'm no hassle, Rick. I am not a fan of a hassle. So uh, when we've been stuck inside during all this pandemic, what's one of the things that we heard uh, a lot of people doing? They start working on the yards. They start working on gardening. So if you're tired of going to the big box stores, uh, why don't you go to fastgrowingtrees.com, the world's largest online nursery. So you know, no more waiting in lines, messy cars. Hey, I got my car messy. I've got this stuff. Got to get home. Digging through lackluster selection. You get down there, and you're like, well, this stuff looks like it's dead. Just go to fastgrowingtrees.com and choose from thousands of varieties of trees, shrubs, and plants. The experts have curated these so that they will thrive in your area because they've got some information from you, and they're delivered to your door in one or two days, so two days max. So whether you're looking maybe for some shade, maybe you're trying to say, hey, we need some privacy, we need some trees here, maybe you want fruit trees, maybe you just want to add some color uh, to the yard. Uh, every plant is shipped with a well-developed root system ready to explode with new growth. Now let me tell you something. This is this is because the thing that we I see with Sherry all the time and why we love this product is when she does go to the nursery and gets there, and like we talked about, and they, they don't have what she needs or they're out of it or what they have doesn't look good because the best has already been picked over. Uh, so you're going to love this product. So now through July 31st, go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash Bubba for 15% off. That's 15% off of fastgrowingtrees.com slash Bubba. Fastgrowingtrees.com slash Bubba. You are going to love this product. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast with Todd Jones. So here you are in the big leagues. You've had your debut. Uh, Barry Bonds has had to give you his undivided attention, uh, and, and now, and now, you know, we, we don't have two hours on the podcast, so we can't go through all of it. Sure. But now, Todd, the uh, the, the the reliever in Major League Baseball, his career has begun. You go from Houston to Detroit. Is that our next stop? Yes. And this is when things start really coming together. I mean, you did all right. You did fine in Houston, but but with Detroit, I mean, uh, Rollage Reliever of the Year. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah. all star, all stars. Yeah. You make the all star team. You you let Bubba and I go to the all star game. <laughs> so w- before we get to that, you you met us. If I remember, we did a remote. And for those you don't know, a remote is uh, us being on location. You know, saying, "Hey, come out and see us. We're so and so, so and so." And you're telling the radio station this. And we came to where you have have lived uh, in Pell City, Alabama. And we're there in the parking lot, and we start doing some sort of promotion with you. That's the first time I remember meeting you. I think that is correct. I think, I think it was a car dealership, mm-hmm. and and we were uh, you were having breakfast, and uh, we were throwing biscuits, and correct. You, would, you would hit them with a wiffle ball, a yeah. uh, wiffle yeah. ball bat. Come let Todd Jones well, throw a biscuit. See if you can hit. I, I remember on the <laughs> yes. way on the way to that remote because we knew you were going to be there, and they were promoting it. Of course, being a celebrity there at Pell City, 
And uh, I, I told Rick, I said, I, you know, I met Todd in college, but I don't know if he'll remember us or not. And you were kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. And, and when we got there, you were very nice and acted like you remember us. And I'm like, hey, you remember us. At this point, you seem <laughs> to – I think you faked that, yeah, though, You Rick. seem to know that something about the show. Had you started listening to the show? Oh, yes. I mean, that was the Gadsden days, yeah, correct? Oh, oh, yeah. And and uh, the Pigskin Roundup still is is radio gold. I wish I wish you guys were able to know. find a way to to re rearchive that. A lot of people say Pigskin Roundup was Rick and Bubba completely out of control. Well, Todd, you know we have a Pig saying: is, never never count it out. Yeah, that's right. Pig, that, that, wait, wait, how about this? I'm, what, about, I'm about to play something for you that's going to own you. Are you ready for this? Yes. All right, listen to this. Pigmen, baby. <laughs> Pigmen, baby. And that would. And that was what you guys would say uh, when you were when you were given the score of a game, yeah. and if you needed a roundup, if you needed a like an update to have somebody call in and give you an update, is that is that how well, it was you would scream pig? You me. would call and you yeah. and they'd say pig me, and we say pig us. Yeah, and then they would they would ask for a score. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was. If we were coming out of the break, this. And we'd have the, the Commodore's machine gun playing. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean that that was that was the that was the first part of the phenomenon that uh, that that kind of attracted me but then you know what's crazy and you know the baseball was was really a cool thing but everybody around here around Birmingham and around Alabama and around the south they don't even know I or like might have never seen me play yeah but they knew me from the show now what was odd because of the market you were put in uh, yes. You know, you were from Marietta, and you and you know there was we came close a few times with you playing for the Braves. Yes, but but so you, you did. If you'd have gone to the Braves, it would have been different. But you, then you go to Detroit. Well, people down where you're from don't follow Detroit Tigers baseball. They didn't have a they yeah. didn't have a way to back then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about this? You were a bigger deal in Detroit than you were here because the people of Detroit actually watched you play. Yeah, I was like, hey, people around town were like, when are you gonna? You know when are you going to play pro ball? When are you going to play? <laughs> when are you going to play against the Braves? I'm like I'm in the other league. It's right. the same thing, but it's called the American League, right? In a in a good way, the American right. League. But 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 then with you becoming at that point when we met each other and we had a blast that day at that remote. Yes. And you went right along with it. I mean you did. You were not pretentious at all. You're like I'll throw biscuits. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, we yeah. had a great time. And so we ended up hitting it off. And so that starts this relationship. And you, Todd Jones were awarded, we took this poll not long ago, with the greatest Rick and Bubba shout-out of all time. And you did several, but but the one that won, because we did a poll, who do you think has given us the biggest shout-out of all time? And it was between you and Cassio, because he wore a Rick and Bubba shirt on The Tonight Show. Oh. And, uh, and that was when you wrote our names on your hat during the All-Star game for Major League Baseball, and still I think, got that hat. Do you see it in my office? Yeah, yes, and I, I think did. you got fined for that. Or, I did. Yeah, yeah. you got. And we were I supposed did. to pay you for that. I right. Think it's okay. You're right. I think and, we have. I think we squared it up yeah. through all the meals we've had together. Well, you made the All Star game. I don't know. That's a lot of meals. And you were very good to us. We got to bring our wives yes. to see the game, and then the greatest shout out ever: you with Rick and Bubba on your hat as you go into pitch. So, how much did that cost you? They. It, like there's a there's a there's a ceiling in in baseball you can only be fined a thousand dollars okay or nine hundred ninety nine dollars right so I got fined nine hundred ninety nine dollars you had to write it to Major League Baseball and they would they would donate it to a charity to their charities when we knew you were devoted to show, to the show is this was a one you know once in a lifetime moment many times and this was a big moment and they're scanning down the lineup and you're trying to make sure that Rick and Bubba gets on TV well and I, and I thought to myself that guy is devoted to the show right there no I think. I, I think sometimes because you guys are part of it every day, yeah. and 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 you guys are it, that that it's hard to fathom that that 
you know, people are as loyal as they are. But but the Army over the years oh, has yeah. flexed its muscle so many numerous times that it's that it's unreal. I mean, a perfect example, recent history was I don't know how you guys got there, but it couldn't have been two steps. And next thing you know, y'all are flying on a plane up to the White House to interview President Trump. Right. I, I, you know, there's like like the tentacles of of the army. <laughs> I know, and it, are just, unbelievable. Well, did, did you get people, so you really felt an obligation to them even more than us? Because, I just I just because know, if, they, if you didn't get the shout out in, you were they were never going to hear the end of it. Well, that that and also, um, you know, I mean, you guys really helped me around town because people were familiar with at least my name. And and uh, there were there were so many things that that so many doors that would open up around here that that would have never opened up. And and I played Major League Baseball. Well, Todd, we loved when you would come on the show and you would scream out the wind at people. Yeah, see, so that was fun. We used to yeah. talk that to you, man. We we interview out on, on the road. I'm, the one I remember the most was Chicago. We made you holler at Chicago. Yeah, you were screaming at Oprah. And yeah. Oprah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just I just remember being reprimanded by you guys because the problem. The problem with the Rick and Bubba show when you want to get involved in it is, wow, it's early. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's real early. It really is. I mean, especially when you when you have a night game that night, oh. and, and you don't have an and you have a night game tonight. Yeah, but they want to get you up at you know six o'clock in the morning. And you got to be on yeah. point because they'll they'll call you out on the radio. You remember us saying that's not enough. You, you don't seem fired Todd, up. I need and you Todd, to wake did, up. Did, did people they, they never did bother up. you because we would get people call the show and they would say, hey, I went to major league game and Todd was in the bullpen I went over and screamed at him and he gave oh, us a I, ton and everywhere I got stay in it so many times <laughs> everywhere or shout outs or first time caller or you know the little the little nuances um monkey grass you know things, everywhere you go things like that 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 the people um the people because they're just showing they're just showing love because you guys what's special for y'all is that you guys are part of people's life and part of their routine for how they get ready. They know when it, when you guys weren't nationally syndicated, there was a seven o'clock song. Yeah, and if you you know weren't if if the kids weren't dressed and in the car by the seven o'clock song, y'all were gonna be late. Yeah. So so you know there's 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 ways that you that you mark your life and you know the first four <laughs> hours of of the day from six to ten is is the way everybody around here did it so when we come back rick and bubba helped todd negotiate a contract <laughs> now i get to yeah. return the favor <laughs> <laughs> we just want to be sure you got the facts right okay <laughs> when, when rick and bubba university the podcast with todd jones continues all right so let's talk about tommy john i mean uh, tommy john uh, uh, when you're out there in the summer, let's face it, uh, we want to soak up sun. We don't want to soak up sweat. Uh, Tommy John underwear is a solution to not feel sticky because of the cool cotton fabric. It's two to three times cooler than regular cotton. Now, you can get a pair uh, of new Tommy John underwear, and then, you look, you can breathe. Let's face it, we don't want to have that not-so-fresh feeling, okay? Uh, and and you, you, can, you can be cool. Uh, you know, where you need to be cool when you're out in the sun, when you wear these great No, underwear. we're not talking about elbow surgery. You know, Todd panicked. No, no I'm not talking about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about yeah. the area of your body where underwear is worn. You don't want that area not to be cool. And no, no. With all the heat that's out there. So there's all kinds of comfort innovations. The breathable, lightweight, moisture-wicking fabric, four times the stretch of competing brands. 
Uh, once you try Tommy John underwear, I'm telling you, you're not going back. Uh, that that's why they don't have customers. You know what they have? Fanatics. Yes. I mean, I'm a fan. I have several. I have several of their shirts. Several of their yeah. underwear. Oh They're my great. goodness! Hundreds and hundreds Good of stuff. Them. Uh, after 13 years and tens of thousands of five star reviews, called Tommy John. Uh, they've all been saying this: the most comfortable underwear ever. And as Todd just said, we agree. We love them. Do you realize they've sold over 15 million pairs? Mm. That's a lot of underwear. I, that's a lot. America loves Tommy John underwear. All right. So if you want to keep cool this summer. You need to get 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com slash Rick Bubba. That's TommyJohn.com slash Rick Bubba for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash Rick Bubba. See the site for all the details. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast with Todd Jones. Uh, we've, got a, we've got about 10 more minutes with you. Uh, you did very well at Detroit. Uh, Roll Age Reliever of the Year, All-Star, and then your contract was ending. Wow, what a great time to hit that high note! Yeah, and mm. uh, and yeah, you would think. And for some reason, and you'll need to explain this. I believe that Greg was the one who, uh, my brother, who kept coming to you. Why are it, you? It taking, was at a Christmas party, why, as a matter why, of fact, why, on the steps, of, front steps of my house. What was his quote? Why are you asking for? Why are you listening to this guy? Yeah, why, why, why are you letting the DJ talk to you about your major league baseball yeah. uh, contract? And and do you remember what I said? No, uh, oh, about yeah. Archie Manning. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't want to be. Uh, I didn't want to be remembered as Archie Manning. And, and and there's nothing wrong with Archie Manning. No, there's but, nothing. But he well, was you a, were having a great career. But, but, but the, the Tigers, Tigers were not. They weren't doing. They that wasn't well. on top of the game. Yeah, they weren't doing well. Yeah, and, and at that time. Uh, so you know, I was offered a. I was offered a contract extension, a three-year contract extension. And um, you know, after consulting my uh, my yogi. Rick and Bubba. Now let me um, be clear. Rick gave you that information. I, I can't it really was a legitimate question. I can't really uh, legitimate you know, question. sign on to that advice. I, I, uh, Rick, I was more in Greg's camp. Yeah. Rick simply said, "Do you want to be a good player in a in a in a team that at that time was not really doing much, like Archie Manning, or did you want to possibly be have an opportunity to be?" With a with a team that was going in a in a different direction, play for a championship before yeah. your career is over, yeah. and you and you were at the top yes. of your game at the time. Yeah, and uh, and ultimately after consultation, uh, I said I I turned it down, and then show me uh, you pushing it back, and then, yeah, and then the arm injury the said, you know what, Detroit, I'm just going to go ahead and <laughs> push that right on. You push pushed back right a three year deal for how much money? Well, it was fifteen million at that time, oh, which was uh, which was a lot. Uh, a for me, but it was a lot of money. But then also, it it, it was pretty good in the industry. It was you know it was mm-hmm. in the top half and mm-hmm. of the of the relievers and things like that. So I went ahead and said, Nah, it's not good enough. Right. So, um, but I just kind of thought you might take advice from more people than Rick, like. Yeah. You know Norman, or yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. No, I think Pell <laughs> City Mafia. Think, I think ultimately, you know, I mean, there comes a time in your in your career where you want to scratch that itch, but but ultimately, for some reason, and, and I don't know why, the the audience, the the show, and for and unfortunately, your wife thought that I really did play a, a an influential role in you pushing that back. Show it again, Tom. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you just. You just take that. You say, you know what? You that's take a that lot. fifty million. That's a lot of zeros, but yeah. you know what? I'm. Good. I mean, you, I, I, yeah, good. surely there was an agent or some other people involved. Right. right. right? Yeah. Did, well, did, the did agent you ever, was did there. Did you ever tell the agent I talked to Rick from Rick and Bubba? And I said, <laughs> what? 
No, uh, the agent was there, and 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 he goes, "Hey, you know, we'll do what you want to do. We'll see what happens." And then ultimately, you know, I had a really, really bad year. And how many teams did you play for on that one to see? So on what? my on my three years, what, what fifteen million dollar deal that would have been in place, I signed a two year four million dollar deal, um, and then had to get another one year one million dollar deal. So um, and really played for a lot of teams in that and, run, and and played for. Uh, Minnesota, Colorado, Boston, and Cincinnati, Sorry. and f- and f- and Florida. Sorry, buddy. During that time, but but, di- but during that three year run, you were at the Rockies, right? Isn't that where part you of it? At? Part of it was in Colorado, and then uh, part of it was Boston, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, Florida. <laughs> so <clears throat> from fifteen to what? What did that three years sound produce like? Sound like that was that. five million dollars? No, it was it was it was it was actually three years five. Yeah. Three years, five. Which is $10 million less than 15. And right. it's $10 it, it, million dollars less. And was really happy to have gotten the two years four after the kind of year I had when I turned down the three years 15. And then and and then there's that uncomfortable part of the winter mm-hmm. in the offseason when you wake up in a sweat and realize you've ruined your family. <laughs> um and and, and Colorado is so, a tough place to go to was, because you know it's what? known here's as a, a launching here, pad. Here's another good call, which is not good for pitchers. Here's another good call, Todd. Hey, why don't you come to why don't you come to Colorado for two years, for uh, and 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 see how your sinker does there. <laughs> Where the so, air's thin. So that was that was really. The, I'm sorry. That, that's on me. It, it just compounded everything. But ultimately, I had a chance to Happy go. Happy ending. I had the chance to go back to Detroit and uh, pitch in a World Series. See there. Uh, be the all-time saves leader for the Tigers. And um, now that I'm retired, uh, still involved um, with, the, with the marketing and, and the you know, fan. And fan. You're, you're in Trivial Pursuit now? Sure. Yeah. I'm in Trivial Pursuit. Last pitch in the old stadium. So, Todd Jones throws the last pitch in Tiger and, Stadium. And Todd, See what you, happened? That probably wouldn't have happened if you were taking that deal. And, Todd, I want to tell you, when we were growing up, the, the de facto reliever was Goose Gossage for the Yankees. Sure. That's who we saw all the time yeah. growing up as a kid. You got more saves than he does. I do. I you're yeah, ahead I of him I, on the list. Yeah, but uh, where, where I mean, are you all time? Where are you on the saves list? Uh, I think right now because there's still guys that are passing me, but but top right 20? now I'm in the top twenty five. That's incredible. Yeah, so pretty good um, from a little guy from Marietta, Georgia. That's right. That's right. But um, you know, we've. I mean, heck, as a, as a as a fan of you guys, you guys have grown and and developed and and you know, pursued exactly the same thing I did. Yeah. And and you guys have been blessed and well taken care of and and it's been a fun run to watch you guys do what you do and, and just be a big fan of it. Well, you've been a big part of it too, and uh, we've had uh, you've been you've been with us, man. Highs and lows. I mean, I, yeah. I got you guys to Birmingham. Well, you did, yeah. you did. Well, you and the mafia me uh, and, over me in Bell City, not the, and, not the real mafia. Me and me and five so, other ten thousand other people that <laughs> claim that they they put the deal together, but. And Rick, a year ago, had one of the high honors for me was to get an honorary doctorate degree with Dr. Jones here from that's Jacksonville right. State University. Both of you. That's right. That's right. And they probably would have invited you, but you already had a stadium named after you. That's so. right. I mean, yeah. you, know, you don't want to pile on. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> yes. But that was a great honor. That was and a I great enjoyed honor. being able to do that with you, Todd. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. And it made it more because I was super embarrassed of, you know, that's the one thing that I look back as, as like parent Todd. Oh, yeah. And grown up Todd of just how many, how many times I wasted that scholarship at Jacksonville State and, and how awful my grades were and how I never really, I never graduated. And then they're going to be super nice to me and 
give me an honorary doctorate. You know, I felt silly. But then, you know, Bubba was with me and helped me yeah. uh, enjoy the moment. The president was super amazing. I never had a chance to do that. And, um, you know, it, I was so humbled and honored to be a part of that. And I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed doubling back to Jacksonville and, and spending time. Rick, um, sorry, Bubba and I have a, have a suite together there. We walk, we watch the football games, uh, and um, you know it's been a lot of fun to keep up with the with the guys that, that I played with, and the athletic directors was was there when I was there, and does a great job. Greg Seitz and and you know Jacksonville's they're expanding the their football program and their football stadium, and it's going to grow and it's going to it's it's going to be a force to be reckoned with for sure. And the new baseball facility, oh yeah, the new baseball facility is amazing. Coach really Case. Nice. Coach yep. Case has done a great job at Jacksonville after after Coach Abbott left. He's he's been there about as long as Coach Abbott has now, so continuity is a big thing there, and 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 uh, he he does a great job. Well, we'll need to bring you back. I mean, can y'all believe we've already, we've already done forty five oh, minutes? I know. It, I feel like, like how fast did that surface? go? It was way too fast. How, we, there's so many more things we could talk about. Yeah, we have. So we we might have to bring you back for a Todd Jones Rick and Bubba University Part Two. Part Two. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks to all of you. Hey, just stay in it, boys. You too, man. Appreciate everything you do. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. You've been a, been a great friend, and you continue to be. And you you have uh, you've walked through this uh, with us. Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. We're thankful for that. And thanks to all of you who continue to support We Do Too. And thanks for being with us on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast.